Welcome to Divine Light with Tiffany, where we will break down the many chapters in the Bible and discuss what they mean to us and how they apply to our lives. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to all my divine sisters and brothers in Christ. I am so grateful you could join me today. And today marks our 10th episode of Divine Light, or our 10th podcast episode. So I am just so grateful so far for this journey. It has been uh, amazing, this short journey so far, but that's okay. I'm just grateful for it. I'm uh, thankful to my supporters, mostly my family, but I love and appreciate every single one of you and thank you so much for supporting me so to celebrate the 10th episode today we are going to talk about the burning question for today's episode is what does the bible have to say about marriage now this topic has kind of been on my heart for some time lately here um for several reasons but so I just think it's a good topic. Um, I think it's just a good subject. I mean, um, I believe half of my listeners are married or at least in a relationship with a significant other that, um, you know, you may be planning on marrying one day or, you know, whatever the case may be. So um, this is just a great topic for us to discuss. So let's get into it. So when I think about marriage, um, and in my 11 years of being married, which I know compared to some is very short (laughs) and compared compared to others is, uh, you know, very long, but, um, in my time of being married, um, I have definitely learned a lot. I've learned a good amount, right? I don't and definitely will not claim to, to know it all and have learned it all. I know there is plenty more um, to learn, um, God willing. So I will say that in the beginning, I definitely had a different expectation of what a marriage should look like. Um, as many of you know, um, and those who listen to my testimony, this is actually my second marriage. And, you know, I just always had this, this expectation or this kind of concept of marriage that, you know, everything is it, just pretty much this concept of like everything is supposed to kind of be perfect all the time. Like kind of the stuff you see on TV, right? The stuff you see in the movies or the TV shows, you know, all the issues and any disagreements are worked out by the end of the show and it's some loving life lesson and, and all that, right? Um, and not to say that that doesn't happen from time to time, <laughs> but there's just so many more complexities to it, right? Um, so in my opinion and what I have learned is that marriage is very much a give and take, right? Um, sometimes you are the giver, sometimes you are the taker. So um, in reality, I feel like instead of 
uh, the concept of what I had always thought of marriage being uh, 50-50 all the time type of thing, right? Um, What I've come to learn is that it's more like sometimes it's it feels like 70-30, right? Sometimes it feels like 20-80, okay? Sometimes it does feel like 50-50 and that's cool, right? Sometimes it actually feels like 100-100, right? Like that sounds crazy. Didn't even know that was possible, but that's how you feel. Like sometimes you just feel like you're on cloud nine. You're on the same page. All the stars aligned. Everything is just beautiful, right? And then there are other times where you feel like not only are you not on the same page, you are not even in the same book, right? So those are the times, right? Those are the times where I feel like our relationships are truly tested, right? Our marriages are truly tested as well as our faith, okay? Because to me, in my mind, it it really does go hand in hand. Honestly, the more that I, the longer that I'm married, the more that I realize it goes hand in hand. So some good things that I feel like, um, that definitely helps to, uh, you know, help a, a marriage to thrive. I mean, first and foremost, being rooted, um, in your faith and having your faith and trust in God. Right. But, uh, some other things are of course, love, right? Putting love at the center, right? Love at the center of our marriages, um, our God is our foundation and we, and, and as he teaches us and has taught us, uh, through Jesus Christ is love, love at the center of everything. Right. And I know we have, uh, discussed this scripture before, but let's just revisit, you know, what God means, um, when he tells us what love is, right? So let's visit uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. I'm taking this from the NIV version. And we, we again, we've been over this before, but let's, let's visit it again. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Okay, that that is the Bible and God's definition of love. Uh, and that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful, you know. So, and any time, and, and Lord knows, I, I definitely have not followed that to the T. <laughs> I'm definitely learning. I'm learning. But, um, you know, I, I have to go over that one uh, a lot, you know, and, and really remember that, right? Um, but another thing that I feel that really helps a marriage to thrive is good communication right and and 
you know, I remember when I would hear that, I would hear that when I was younger. Um, and, uh, you know, I would hear that from, from couples or, you know, like maybe older people, um, who'd been married for quite some time. And, and their thing was, you gotta have good, good communication, right? You won't always have the physical part of the relationship. Like when, the, when that goes or who knows, maybe God willing, you will always have that, but even still you have to have the good communication part. And, and the longer I'm married, uh, the more and more I see that this is definitely the case. And this is definitely the truth and learning what good communication actually looks like, right? Um, it's not just me telling my, you know, significant other, you know, well, just, you know, well, oh, I told them something, right? So, hey, I communicated. There we go, right? Or, or um, it's not me saying, well, oh, you know, I, well, I said this. So, obviously, you know, that means, you know, that, right? You should already know me. You know me. You know your wife, right? Or, well, I told you that. So, I assume you would have known this, right? Like, <laughs> I, I definitely had to learn that is not good communication, right? Good and clear, concise communication um, is me communicating something, but also ensuring that my significant other um, is actually receiving the information and the way that I am trying to give it, right? Um, that I am trying to convey it to them. I want them to actually receive it in the way that I actually mean it, right? Because I can say something and my significant other could take it in a whole nother way than the way that I actually meant it, right? So, you know, so that's just, uh, you know, that's just, that's just love, right? That is just love. That is just marriage and you know what I want to do is to make sure that we're that I'm communicating clearly and that we are having good communication between us because there's just there's just too many times to count right you know the saying goes you know men are from Mars uh, women are from Venus um, it feels that way you know because we could both hear the same thing but the way we perceived that thing will be different okay because we have different ways of thinking we are different people right? Um, and sometimes it may just be one word and our definition of that word or what we thought that word meant might be the difference in how we felt about what it is that we heard. Um, so definitely communication. And because I, I cherish, you know, my husband, because I cherish our marriage, um, and we, you know, we are both on the same page. And that, and that's a whole nother thing, right? Making sure that I'm not just assuming that my my significant other, you know, oh, they know I love them, right? Or, oh, you know, they know that, um, that you know, I'm not going anywhere. And they know that I want to, you know, I want to grow old with them. I don't want to assume that. I want to know that they know right? I want to make sure that I'm communicating that. I want to make sure that I'm giving them the reassurance that, hey, we said for better or for worse, right? So even during the worst times is not the time that I'm thinking about, oh, we ain't gonna make it. 
you know, let me start planning for plan B, you know, like, and I'm not, trust me, all right, I have been there, okay, but I have learned that it's counterproductive, it's counterproductive in, in what we want to do, we know the end goal is that we want to grow old together, God willing, right, <laughs> so, and, uh, and we love each other, we know from, you know, countless times that, hey, countless hard times, countless things that we've been through and God has got us through. And each and every time we were stronger on the other end because it showed us and we showed each other that, hey, you are more important than, you know, whatever this other stuff is over here, right? You are more important than this problem, right? We're going to get through this together. And and please don't mistake that for like, oh, it was easy because it definitely was not easy. Okay. I've told you guys my story before. We have been through it. Okay. And it took a lot of praying. It took a lot of just trusting in God. It took a lot of crying. It took a lot of sometimes just not, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't even want to pray, whatever. Right. So, but God is always faithful. God is always faithful. So, Let's um, move to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. And this is going to be focusing on the wives. Okay, so wives, listen up. Wives, submit, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Okay, submit yourselves. <laughs> For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And I'll tell you that last part right there, man. You know, I, I, I'm still learning to really get that, right? <laughs> like, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. And keywords in everything. Man, so that's, that's, that's powerful. But uh, so uh, husbands, um, you don't get off the hook. Let's move to Ephesians chapter five again, verses 25 through 28. And it says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Man, I just, I mean, that's powerful. That's deep, right? You love your wife as your own body. If you love your wife, you love yourself. 
Okay, I'm just gonna throw this in here real quick, but I don't know if you've ever heard uh, that Beyonce song, Don't Hurt Yourself, right? You hurt yourself if you hurt me, okay? <laughs> okay, anyway, but I'm just saying, like, that is just, man, that's deep, that's powerful, um, and I love it. So, you know, the way I see that is we are partners, okay? We are partners on the same team. We are working towards a common goal, right? We should be, okay? So, and that, of course, takes us communicating, right? Us communicating, knowing that, hey, we're on the same page. This is what we want. We know that what we want um, are aligned with each other, right? Now, we might have a different uh, um, concept or, you know, maybe a different idea of exactly how we want to get there. For example, I, you know, I'll, I'll say, um, like my husband, my husband is, um, you know, he has a, he has a great job. He has a great career, you know, great pay and everything. And, and he, you know, he loves his career, right? And he, well, <laughs> he loves it because he gets paid good, right? He's, but, you know, um, it, it fits him um, and he's perfectly fine with, you know, remaining in his career and doing his best and all that, right? And that is great and perfect for him. For me, I am more of an entrepreneur spirit, right? I, I, I know what I want as well. I, we both want the same thing. We both want to be financially free. We both want to, you know, be in a place where we're just not, it, 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 you know, finances are just not a, a problem, right? We both know we want to be there, right? But I, myself, want to go about it in a way of, you know, being my own boss, right? Making uh, my own path and not working under someone. So although we have different ideas of how we want to get there, we are still working towards the same goal. And with that in mind, I also know that, yes, I want to be an entrepreneur and I'm working towards um, being my own boss, but I also know that, hey, you know, right now I have to do what I have to do for my family. And right now, does it make sense for me to, you know, leave my job or, you know, not have the job that I have just to focus on being an entrepreneur? No, it doesn't make sense right now. It just doesn't make sense. So I want to do what makes sense for our family. And I can still work on, you know, building my dream, right? So, um, so yeah, so just knowing that, knowing that, you know, our ideas and our expectations align, right? So let's uh, move to Matthew chapter 19, verses 6. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore... What God has joined together, let no one separate. Okay. And I mean, I will just say, as we all know, there are so many distractions, right? So many distractions in the world. So many distractions of the enemy that he likes to use to get between us and our significant others. And cause chaos and cause confusion, um, and 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 tear our marriages apart. Right? That's what he wants. You know, whether it's managing our finances, parenting our children, right? Social media, 
you know, roles and responsibilities uh, in the home, other family members, ex-spouses or or parents um, of children that we've had outside of the marriages, um, infidelity, temptations, insecurities from a broken past, illness or sickness, whatever it is, right? The devil is always looking to use something against us to use something against our marriages right um the bible states that he looks to kill still and destroy that includes your family your marriage your happiness your finances your wealth your health your love whatever it is whatever it is he wants to kill still and destroy right so that means we knowing that we have to know that we have to stay guarded up we have to stay prayed up all right and uh and as it says in ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 11 finally be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, right? It tells us right here in the Bible, the devil is scheming. He's always scheming. It tells us he wants to kill. He wants to steal. He wants to destroy. Which one of those words are anything funny or anything uh, that brings something good to our lives none of them not 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 near word okay all of those words are something terrible so and that is what the enemy is looking to do right he roams back and forth on this earth looking for whom he can devour so let's not let's realize that and let's not let him destroy our marriage let's not let him take our family he doesn't get to right and we have to realize that our spouses are human just as we are they are susceptible to the same weaknesses right they they uh, you know they have the same shortcomings just as we do right um so they are human and they are susceptible to the same things that we are which means that they they require the same grace as we do as god giveth us grace right you know but even though we are weak wherever we are weak our god is strong right so we have to keep god at the center we have to keep God as our foundation to our homes, to our marriages, to our families. Uh, Let's move to 2 Samuel chapter 22 verses 3 and 4. And it says, the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn. Hey, Google, stop. So sorry about that, guys. <laughs> my uh, my son, he's usually um, doing his virtual 
uh, schooling. So we have the alarm set up to remind him to log on at the right time. All right. Unfortunately, I can't edit that out. So (laughs) it is what it is. Let's keep it moving. All right. The God of my rock in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. So with that, my sisters and brothers, let's, I want to end with, um, Psalms chapter 37 verses 39 through 40. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Okay, so that is key. Because we trust in the Lord. God has got us. He has got our marriages. He's got our families. He has got our homes. But we have to put our faith and trust in him. So with that, my brothers and sisters, I just thank you as always for joining me. I thank you for uh, listening to my podcast and supporting me again. And um, if you would like to get on the Anchor app and um, leave me a comment, find my find my podcast and leave me a comment or a message um, or just text me for those who have my number. <laughs> um And just let me know if you have a question or a topic idea or something like that that you would like to discuss um, or, you know, you would like uh, for me to talk about on the show. Um, So, again, I hope that our show um, uh, uplifts and empowers you, encourages and inspires. And as I always end with, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Have a blessed week ahead, everyone. I love you all and God loves you more. And until next time, let the divine light shine in you.